When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Hey y'all, I'm Jenna Sims. I am here in Austin shooting for the Chive. There you go, Patrick. Uh, what's the Chive? Do you know? That is a website devoted to the male species, oh. sir. So what so they do? It, it try, they get girls perhaps and wearing bikinis. There you go. The yeah. chive, C H I V E. Yes, you should become familiar. Is there familiar. an age limit? And if you, if you're a certain age, can you not look at it? All are welcome here. <laughs> okay, the chive. Well, uh, we got to see uh, that young lady, J- Jenna Michelle Sims, yesterday after Brooks Kepka. Won the United won the PGA Championship. I'll say. Uh, she is a former Miss Teen USA 2017. 2007. So let's see. That's making her uh, December thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight. So uh, thirty years old. She's a little older than he is. He's only twenty eight, right? I think so. No, yeah. no, she'll, wait, she'll, 26, she, 26. Yeah, she's me. 20. She'll be she'll be 30, I think, in December. Okay. You know what? Um, after watching that video and seeing uh, the celebration yesterday, mm-hmm. you want him to win more often. I really do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenna Sims, anyway. Now he was dating a uh, an athlete. He was dating another athlete. Uh, let me find this now. And uh, you know how. Caroline Wozniacki, some of those mm-hmm. young gals uh, rebounded. Well, Brooks was, he was in a relationship with professional soccer player Becky Edwards, but they broke up when Edwards returned to Sweden to play professional soccer. Uh, and at the 2017 U.S. Open, it was announced that Kepka was dating actress Jenna Sims. So, Let's see. She went back to Sweden to play soccer in 2017. Mm-hmm. Didn't take Brooks long, did oh, it? No, to uh, hook no, up no. with Jenna Sims or uh, uh, vice versa. But uh, you know, one thing about golf golf might not be as popular with America as it used to be, but it seems the players always have the good looking. They tend to do very well for yes, themselves. They do. Yeah. It's, uh, it is uh, fantastic. And this guy, I mean, you know. There's certain guys that appeal to me, like Dennis Eckersley in his heyday with the, with the hair and the whole thing. This guy is a absolute example of manhood, isn't he? He is built like a linebacker. He He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's built like a young Ed Hockley. Yeah. He's got the same shirts, man. The shirts are fighting 
for mercy. I saw somebody tweet at you a, a split screen of Brooks Kepka and Thanos from uh, from the uh, the Avengers, the big <laughs> yeah. you know the uh, big villain the from big, the Avengers. He's got, got the, the huge arms. Got the thing. Anyway, Brooks Kepka, that was a wonderful round of golf yesterday. That was fun. You watching it was, that yesterday? He made the two straight bogeys, and you said, oh, everybody was getting nervous. And uh, all of a sudden, he just said, "Okay, I'll make I'll bake a bunch of birdies here and end this thing." And the thing about this guy is he can roll it. He's a pretty good putter too. Uh, and uh, those those back to back shots, the two hundred and forty eight yard four iron off the tee on sixteen was frightening because it was dead straight. It didn't wobble. It was dead straight. He just hit it right at the flag off the tee box. And then the uh, and then when he gets to the seventeenth tee, the fellows were saying. Well, he's got a three-stroke lead here now. Is he going to hit the driver? Yep. And he hit it 338. <laughs> when Tiger's... On a soft... As I said, if that had been Carnoustie, it would have been 520 for that ball. <laughs> you know what they should say about Brooks Kepka? That kid can roll, <laughs> He man. can roll, man. <laughs> he can roll, man. When... Brooks Kepka, I think... Uh, because of the unappreciation of the crowd in St. Louis, I think he deserves an honor. I think like so. Sports person yes. of the day. Yes. Now, when he, when Tiger sank that putt and the crowd went nuts. Yes. When he ended his round, I thought if he only had a one-stroke lead, I might Could be a little worried. But he, but it didn't phase him no, one bit. No, he's you know he just hit it, hit it down. He takes out the driver and hits it where it's going. And uh, uh, Joe Stansberry's in here, but nodding his head. The trouble is, Tiger, when he gets the driver, has doubt, right? He has doubt, Joe. Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> he's <laughs> about guess. under pressure. He's about thirty percent with the driver. Well, he I makes mean, a, if, he if, makes unless a, it's a great big. He line, makes a completely way. different swing with his irons to his driver, and I don't understand it. I mean, he's had fifteen coaches. Why doesn't somebody go Tiger? I mean, he makes no. makes a great swing with a three wood. He finally went down to an iron on the backside and hit a fairway and made a birdie. But here's uh, my fair, here's my theory. He's 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 swinging at it even harder and jumping at it because he wants to keep up with these youth of America who he can't keep up with. You well, know? well, I understand that. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, he swings way too freaking hard. Uh, so Brooks Kepka wins his second major of the year after having wrist surgery that cost him the Masters. He didn't even play in that. And then he has Jenna Sims run out and give him a hug. I mean, what the hell? How's life for Brooks here, huh? <laughs> By the way, there's no Mr. Kepka in the picture, right? Uh, Dad, uh, is, is Dad still with us? Because Mom's there, and they made a lot of references to Mom driving him to golf lessons and the like. And uh, no, I, no, I, no. I don't know what the dad situation is here. I hope he's still with us, that I'm not uh, dismissing him. Uh, because Well, it wouldn't be the first time you prematurely. No, I, uh, no I'm not. Uh, usually I kill them off, not not kill them off. Oh, got it. Know? Yeah. So usually that would be a reversal of my normal, normal <laughs> Who was the pitcher? The pitcher? Help me. The, the twi former Twins pitcher uh, just, just a couple of months ago. I killed him? You went, uh, dang it, who was it? It was the guy from Wisconsin. Oh, oh, I, I got it. It was Juan Berenger. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. No, guy from Wisconsin. I asked yeah. if he was still alive. No, you had tweeted about it saying, oh, I didn't no, know. No, no, Jerry Kuzman. Jerry Kuzman. Jerry Kuzman. I, uh, I was very sad. Yeah, he's living in Wisconsin. <laughs> And it was a Jerry Kuzman from a different town. Hey, Pat, uh, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> Never, nothing will ever eat meat, beat. Killing off Vern Mickelson, though. Yep. That was Sid's fault. Yes. Sid 
called the office and said Vern Mickelson died. And what what in truth happened is he'd been talking to Vern Mickelson, and Vern Mickelson told him that Joey Hutton Jr. had died. So they call me when I'm pulling into the parking lot at the XL Energy Center and say Vern Mickelson died. So I go on the air with Joe and say, yeah, the great Vern Mickelson, what a hell of a guy. He died. And I drove back to the Star Tribune, and I got in the parking lot, and they said, ah, it wasn't Vern. <laughs> so I got a good column out of it. I, sure. called, I called up Vern and said, greatest comeback in history, Vern. <laughs> You're alive. I had lunch with him like two months later. It was a fantastic. All right, we'll be back. And uh, we got a wonderful, uh, we're going to have a wonderful interview here with Andy Rosberg, Lindsey Whalen's high school basketball coach at Hutchinson, and, of course, also the longtime football coach for the mighty Hutchinson Tigers. Most in-depth traffic coverage. The Ride with Royce. Traffic. Now we're going to look at the weather. Traffic and weather together. Yeah, my day's going the same way, Chris. I, I can't mock you. It's exactly the same. Let's try to talk about southbound 169, 494 down to the Ferry Bridge, averaging 15 minutes. Uh, we did have an earlier grass fire, actually the second of the day for those parts, uh, and that grass fire has been uh, stepped down. It was right at County 21. Westbound 494 slowing prior to Dodd. That's due to an earlier crash. All gone now. Eastbound 494 really getting gelatinous 35e over to uh, concord planned for at least 21 minutes there and you'll see a heavy hearty flow eastbound 61 from uh, excuse me eastbound 694 uh from from uh, 35e over to mcknight i'm telling you what the hell i should have taken the early out wow sorry you're along for the ride with Royce. If you're actually listening to this, you need to look in your mirror and uh, <laughs> yeah. give your life some thoughts. <laughs> Time to reevaluate. <laughs> On 1500 ESPN. Annie Rosberg, the football coach at Hutchinson High School, the always proud Hutch Tigers. Uh, how are the numbers this year, sir? That's the first question I have to ask any high school football coach. You know, that's the first question I always get. <laughs> uh, numbers are good. Their uh, numbers are actually great. Uh, we have a lot of kids, a lot of kids out. Uh, we're always right around that hundred, uh, hundred amount or hundred number for that's nine through 12, four grades. Uh, but that's a pretty good number for us to, if we can be, you know, right around that 90 to 110, we're always really happy with, with that, you know, that type of numbers. Hey Andy, you're 4A, right? 4A? We're 4A, yep. 4A, and uh, is, it, is the town staying the same population-wise or adding a little? Yeah, you know, it. It's we're adding a little, but Hutch is funny. Hutch is kind of like a retirement community. <laughs> a bunch of old people moving to town. Uh, so our class size has remained pretty, you know, the same from, oh, even since the late 80s through now. We've been in that 190 to 220 a class, and that's right where we we just are. About every year, we're we're pretty much right right in that ballpark. So I saw you for the season opener last year, and was told that about a half hour before the game, you got a text from Lindsey Whalen saying, "Kick some arse tonight." So, uh... oh yeah, <laughs> Lindsey, every once in a while, she'll 
you know, the old phone, my phone will vibrate and all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, maybe a, at the beginning of the year or before a big playoff game or, uh, uh, you know, something of that nature, she'll shoot one out there and, <laughs> uh, you know, wish you, wish you luck and uh, things like that. All right, Andy, uh, uh, main reason I'm calling Andy today is he had the privilege of coaching Lindsey Whalen as the uh, girls' basketball coach at Hutch as well as the football coach. And uh, I know that that's always uh, – f- uh, did she play start for you all four years or just three? She she did. She started uh, – she was with us as an eighth grader uh, and played on our junior varsity uh, and got into – a you know, got into a few games as an eighth grader, but then as a ninth grader, she was our starting point guard and uh, started all four years and uh, was just a joy to coach, pure pleasure, uh, great player, and, uh, you know, everybody knows the rest of the story. When did she start filling up the gym? Uh, about when she was in, probably when she was in seventh grade. Oh, really? <laughs> she was she was playing as a seventh grader. She was playing on our ninth grade, and there were, uh, you know, typically a ninth grade girls basketball game. Yes. There's the scorekeeper, <laughs> a few parents, and some grandparents. That's yes. About it. Yes. Well, by the end of the year, we had people coming from neighboring cities to come watch Hutch ninth grade game because there was this little bobtailed seventh grader that was putting on a show uh, for the ninth grade and you know that's kind of when the you know the story started uh, with with Lindsay and then as an eighth grader she was playing up against juniors and sophomores and seniors on the JV and then as a freshman you know, we just kind of threw her right into the fire, and she tamed it. One of my favorite stories is the, uh, I think when she was the fourth grader, when her buddy uh, was, uh, one of her buddies, she was a hockey player, and one of her buddies was a basketball player, and uh, they didn't have enough players, so she called her up to got her to go to a Saturday morning tournament, and she was the best player on the floor. Is that right? She was. <laughs> yep. She was a hockey player, and... <laughs> One of her buddies, they were going to a tournament, and they didn't have enough, and they said, well, we can't go, girls. And one of them said, well, I'm going to call Lindsay. She'll come with us. <laughs> and so they give her a jingle, and, you know, Lindsay being Lindsay, she said, why not? Let's go play a little basketball, <laughs> having never played before, and went and stole the show. It's amazing how close. Uh, it's not. I guess it's not a surprising that a community would adopt uh, an athlete like Lindsay. But uh, the way she, the the way Hutch stays so close to her heart is uh, pretty uh, phenomenal too. Yeah, and I think you know. I think the town has adopted her, but I think she has never forgot about the town either. I, I think she just. Uh, she's always. I, I think that's the thing that maybe lends people that they just gravitate to her is she just, she's Lindsay. And uh, she, she she hasn't changed and she's, you can visit with her. She's approachable. She's fun loving. She's uh, all of that. And, uh, you know, she's real. And I think that's what people just love about her is that's, that's how she is. You don't get, 
you know, the, 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 the common answer or the one that well, everybody knows what they're going to say. Lindsay, give it, give it to you just how it is. And <laughs> well, I think people really enjoy that. Well, I've always appreciated her when she was a freshman and, uh, uh, what, uh, Brenda, uh, Oldfield left after uh, Brenda Freeze yeah. left after one year, and all the players were saying, "Oh, we thank Brenda for what she gave us." And Lindsay basically said, "We got her this job. She didn't get this job. So, <laughs> how's she going to do as a coach?" You know, I think she's going to do fabulous. I uh, the one thing I learned, and I don't know if I learned it the hard way or if I learned it just by observing, is don't bet against the kid. I don't care if it is ice fishing or <laughs> basketball or what it is. Don't bet against that girl. Uh, she's going to find a way to to make it happen, and I, I think uh, she's just going to do great. <laughs> you know, she has the she sure she has the the X's and O's, and she has all that. She's got that down. She's hired a great staff. She's going to be able to recruit. Uh, and now it's just, you know, at that level, if you can recruit, you're probably going to be all right. And uh, I, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be uh, just she's going to pump excitement into the into the Gopher program just like she did when she was a player for him. Andy Rosberg, uh, Hutchinson football coach, is with us. Also, Coach Lindsey Whalen uh, in uh, girls basketball at Hutchinson. Uh, the uh, I think we all we've we've seen the fire in Lindsey at other times. The the clothes lining member of the Sparks last year is uh, familiar. Did she uh, did she flip out once in a while at halftime when things are down, or was she uh, was she uh, how did how did you her know, fire as a competitor come out? I guess I want to ask. She was uh, she was a competitor from the get go, but she was that uh, more so in high school. She was just that kind of that silent assassin where you didn't really know what was happening to you. All of a sudden, you bled to death. Like, what <laughs> and it was her. She did it to you. Uh, she was always uh, the calming force. Um, amongst her teammates at, in, at high at the high school level, and, and she would get after them, and, and and she could because she was the hardest worker we had. She just worked her tail off, uh, but she was always that. Everyone looked to Lindsay, and when they saw Lindsay, they they just let out a big sigh of relief because she was there. She's oh, everything's going to be okay, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, yep, yeah, she. So ate. that was the thing, and. I, you know, I think, too, the thing with Lindsay that I've been impressed with is whether it was high school, college, the Olympics, WNBA, the situation at hand never overwhelms Lindsay. Whatever it might be, it's never too much for her. She, she can always handle whatever situation is thrown her way. She's able to handle it. Uh, hey, Andy, this has been great. And one last question. Do they still have you in some section where uh, it's spread out over about a uh, 500-mile radius? Or uh, who, who are you playing they, this year? They, well, they do. If we go too far west, we'll be in South Dakota. <laughs> we could end up in North Dakota. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're spread out quite a ways all over the place. All right. Who do you open with? 
Uh, at Monticello. Uh, we have a kicker, Rick. Patrick, we found a kicker. Oh, that's good. Last, last year. Came out last year. We did not have a kicker. No, you did not. That's good. It was bad. But we got one. We found one halfway through the year, so we'll have a kicker to start out this year. All right, sir. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, you bet. See ya. All right. The great Andy Rosberg, a very successful football coach, son of a very successful football coach, Grady and... Uh, that was a reference to the opener that I went to last year, Hutchinson, and I can't remember. Somebody was Brainerd, I think, who was good. And they scored one more touchdown than them and damn near didn't beat them because they couldn't kick an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave them a little abuse in my uh, story. I think they ended up winning. They had to rally, but they couldn't make it. No, Wilmer. They were playing Wilmer. And they couldn't uh, They couldn't make an extra point, and they... They had one more touchdown and might have beat him by one or two. You know who would have come back and kicked for him? Lindsey Whalen. Coach, I got that's it. That's right. He would have <laughs> Yeah, he gets his text right before she game one last year. Kick some ass, Whalen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Taking the ride with Roycey. Have you ever noticed when you're driving that anyone who's driving slower than you is an idiot? And anyone driving faster than you is a maniac! On 1500 ESPN. All right. Manny's four deep thoughts couldn't have been better. Deepest yet, wouldn't you say? Oh, I mm-hmm. think so, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mark Wicker giving us an eyewitness account of what took the great dramatics that took place at Bell Reeve yesterday. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Johnny Heights updates. Uh, he's, he's, he's reached a new level. <laughs> and that Andy Rosberg interview is fantastic. Insights from Lindsay on what Lindsay will, and you're not going to hear anywhere else. Anywhere else. So keep her rolling, will you, Johnny? Come on. I'll do my best. All right. After 15 seasons in you're the gonna W. Start, you're going to finally start doing your best. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> finally. If we'd well, only done our best earlier. Yeah, things could be all different <laughs> yes, at this they point. Could. That's right. <laughs> Lindsay Whalen announcing today she's retiring from the WNBA. Of course, uh, she uh, came to the WNBA by way of Minnesota, Hutchinson High School, and as a Gopher. And now uh, she also is the coach of the Gopher women's basketball that team. Is, that is, I, I, I was the first guy to nominate her to be the yes, coach. Yes, you were. But it's still hard to get your arms around, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. that she's going to walk right off the end WNBA mm-hmm. floor and become the coach. I think I learned today at her press conference what her philosophy is going to be as the Gopher women's basketball coach. You've got to try your freshman. <laughs> Put your freshman's in there. Use your freshman's this way during practice. She's got destiny oh, pitch. She'll be okay. Yeah. You've got to play mm-hmm. your freshman. Mm-hmm. Twins will, uh, they have today off. They'll play a two-game series against Pittsburgh that starts tomorrow. What do you think, John? Any tickets? I think uh, we can get in? I think they're available. You know, oh. Pittsburgh travels well. There'll be a lot of I remember when, you know, when the Steelers come here? Oh, go, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wonder if it'll be that way for the Pirates. Are we going to see Archer? Is Archer going to pitch? Yes, yeah, second game. Second game. Second game. Oh, right. yep. Yeah, nice. Uh, Detroit will come in for a four-game series after that. we got to get revenge on the Tigers. Yeah, oh, after man. that weekend series. Uh, we did find out a little more uh, over the weekend about Alberto Mejia's By injury. the way, one, I wanted to mention this. Yeah. About baseball before I forgot. The oh. Baltimore Orioles are now 49 and yes. a half games out of first. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> on August the 13th. They, they could 49 and a half games if, out of first place. If they won every game and the Red Sox lost, the Red they, Sox would still win the division. Six, they'd beat them by six games. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? 
Wasn't that amazing? I, I tweeted that yesterday before they lost to him again. That oh. If they ran, if they won out and the Red Sox lost out, the Red Sox would be five games ahead of them. I've oh, been, you tweeted that? Yeah. Well, that's where I stole it from, mm-hmm. from your Twitter account then. So what are they on pace for? Is this Metzometer territory? Uh, the Mets were 40 and 120. What do they have, 30? 35 and 84. Oh, mm-hmm. they'll beat that. Okay. Sheesh. Well, uh, well, we think, we well. think they'll beat that. <laughs> Uh, at the bathroom, he uh, diagnosed over the weekend with nerve traction injury above his left elbow. Uh, they're going to do some more tests on him. Uh, it's good news because it's not an ulnar nerve injury. Uh, he was put on the disabled list after pitching against Cleveland last He's week. He's another guy that you just got to wait. Are you, you, is it really worth waiting for what you're going to get here? I mean, he's okay for five innings once in a while, but he can't stay healthy. But he also missed a month last season because of a strain in his upper arm. Maybe he... Just like this show is hitting his stride. Yeah, it's just getting there. Right. Future getting looks there bright. That's right. Yeah, and we got some fat guys on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Vikings will hold So it. we are. We can call yes. ourselves Mejia. The Aldoberto Mejia of Sports Talk Radio in the Twin Cities. The Vikings. Is anybody left-handed? We don't have a left-handed. No. We just got the fat taken care of. We don't have the left-handed part. I'm left-handed sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. All righty. The uh, Vikings will hold joint practices with the Jaguars Wednesday and Thursday in Egan. And, uh, of course, sometimes scuffles break out in oh, this yeah. sort of thing. Uh, Coach Mike Zimmer warning about that today. He said it's important that our guys know we're not going to put up with any trash talking. We're not going to put up with any fighting. We're not here for that. We're here to get better. Jacksonville suspended both Fowler, yeah. the linebacker, and then uh, the great Jalen Ramsey. 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 You know why Ramsey got suspended? I did. For bad mouthing a sports writer or yeah. a media member. I don't know. Was it a sports writer? It was a, all I saw was media. Media yeah. member. So, yeah. That's boy, why he boy. got. I thought they said they violated team rules. Well, well, that, that was the team. Oh, really? The team rule was okay. You can't tell uh, sports writers what jackasses they are. So he took it out of the poor Wabi of the JacksonvilleJaguars.com yeah. nah, website. I don't think anybody'd ever be mean to Wabi. <laughs> uh, that first joint practice is two forty-five Wednesday at the TCO Performance Center in Egan. Uh, I'll tell you, I was out there the other day, fellas. Oof. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I gotta say that. The Zigmeister has built himself quite a facility. <laughs> a little bit of a step up from the uh, the practice facility in Bud's days. Reminds me a little of Midway Stadium yep. in the uh, September uh, before the they left Met Stadium back in the early 60s. <laughs> kind of remindful of that. Former WWE wrestler Jim the Anvil Neidhart no! has died. He was 63. I'm not familiar with Jim, I confess. Oh, he was a killer, yeah. yeah. And, uh, boy, the... The life expectancy of pro wrestlers is not great. Yeah. Did he wrestle around these parts? I don't remember him either. He wasn't that huge here. He's more in Texas and was stuff he? like uh, that. Yeah. You know who would give you a thorough breakdown is George. Cannot be stopped. Nope. George no. will be yeah. a guest on a yet-to-be-undetermined day at the Minnesota's Fantastic. great pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> now you can say it, huh? I see. Uh, Neidhart, by the way, uh, we don't have a lot of details. I just said he died after a fall. Uh, he's a former NFL player with the Raiders and Dallas Cowboys. He was also the brother-in-law of Brett Hitman Hart and uh, other WWE he's superstars. He's only 63, right? Only 63. 
Other WWE superstars, including Ric Flair and the Iron Sheik, also shared condolences and memories today. The Iron Sheik saying, "What did what the Iron Sheik say oh, on Twitter?" God, he's a great follow, <laughs> isn't yeah. he? Oh my God, Randy from Cottage Grove is more <laughs> co- coherent than he is. Well, plus, the Iron Sheik throws in the cuss word that yes. sometimes is spelled correctly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Sheik said, "One of my oldest friends in the business, Jim Neidhart. We travel together. I love him forever, like a brother. What's... God bless family. I never forget you, Bubba." Okay. What's he call? Oh, he calls everybody. I hope it, you can say it on the air. Jabroni. Yeah. yeah. Is that racial or anything? I don't or? think no. so. But Rock Dwayne Johnson used used that term oh, all the time. I love that people. word. Yeah. You're all a bunch of jabronis. <laughs> he did say bleep the Jose Canseco, which was one of my. I don't know why. I don't know why he was mad at Jose, but he took a shot at, at the Jose Canseco. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And apparently uh, Joe Madden uh, got into it with Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Heated argument during Uh-oh. a pre-production meeting. Although they're saying it wasn't heated. But... Uh, yeah. Some folks say it was heated and other people are saying it's not. What was the deal? Uh, well, apparently uh, A-Rod had uh, ripped the Cubs and you Darvish and Team Chemistry a couple weeks ago. Well, he basically said that you Darvish was on his own plan and that the Cubs, he was so, basically dictating to the Cubs how he would rehab. Uh, these mm-hmm. idiots are fighting about a team? They're not fighting about what's going to be no, discussed well, on the show an or production? Or, no, A-Rod's an it, announcer and Joe Madden's the Cubs manager, so. Yeah. And that he was protect, he was defending oh, you. Oh, I got you. But you, he was basically suggesting that you, Darvish, is the Kawhi Leonard of baseball. That he's yeah. he's going to pitch when he's ready to pitch. So. Yeah. If only those cheap pole ads would have went. That's and got, right. And we got you, Darvish, him. man. And then we could be ripping the hell out of him. How can they be so stupid <laughs> to sign you, Darvish? That would have topped this season yes. off, wouldn't it? That would have been. That would have been the yes. topper of all. All right, Johnny. Uh, you know. You were very satisfactory today, but we're going to pick it up the rest of the week. I can feel it coming. I hope you don't expect that out of me. All right, we've been having a little irreverent fun here today with the fact that, uh, as you've uh, read in the local sheets and seen on Twitter and the thing, the big changes coming here to the big... AM 1500, and uh, the ride with Ricey will be going away September 7th. Uh, we'll be at the fair. I wonder if they got those See You Later t-shirts that they always oh, talk about. Here. Yes. They should have had those. That used to be my battle cry. Everyone I'd call in with Joe and see say, later. see you later. At the end. Uh, we should have had those. But uh, it, it got me to thinking, in retrospect, uh, when's the last time I was fired? And uh, I'm sure there's a kinder word for it, but uh, that's basically what it is. And Joe and I did indeed team up in uh, 1981 on Sunday Night Sports Talk. And uh, now, did that precede North no, Star Confidential? North Star Confidential occurred. That sort of was one of the springboards okay. for uh, Sunday Night Sports Talk. What happened is in 1980, we had a guy, a guy named Art Schreiber, and he decided to put together this sports talk. He's going to have sports talk on six o'clock on weekday nights, and he got. And I was a St. Paul paper then, and they wouldn't let me do it. So uh, Such was in Minneapolis. He had a night. Stone King had a night. Doug Groh had a night. Uh, Bruce Brothers, I think, had a night. And uh, I can't remember who else. Uh, maybe Stone King. Maybe one of them had two nights. I, I don't know how it worked. And then uh, on Saturday nights, Gene Harrington did it. Uh, and then they hired Ted Robinson. To sure. come in yep. to be the sports talk host. 
So they were going to get rid of everybody, but they liked Joe. And oh, so after about six months, the St. Paul paper said I could do it. So I called them up. Hell, they were paying 30 bucks an hour. Let's you go. Know, 90 bucks. Let's go. That's some beer money back then. And uh, so I, uh, I, they put me on Sunday night. It's a three-hour slot now. They had Ted doing the rest of the week. They had Gene doing Saturday. So the only available was Sunday. So they put Such and I together in right about, and I think North Star Confidential came after that, the, okay. the playoff. But early on, in my tenure, I ended up in treatment, you know, so we missed. So it was a spotty production. Joe was covering the playoff. Anyway, I went off to spring training in March of 82, and we got and we got fired while I was gone. I always blamed that on Joe, that it wasn't, I, had, I, was, I had no fault in the firing. When I left, we were. What so, did you do we, when I was gone? I just screw it up. So we, so I, we got fired. That's the last time I got fired, but that was 90 bucks a week. <laughs> and and we get, we came back in September of 83 and have been on in some form ever since, so a week after Labor Day. So pretty much correspondent with uh, where we'll be going off the air this time, mm-hmm. the 35 uh, years. But the last time I really got fired, <laughs> 1965, oh and I'm a kid. But I was working nights at the Star Tribune, I at the Minneapolis Tribune. I'd started as a copy boy in 63 when I got out of high school. But I had become a young father by happenstance <laughs> and needed uh, a job, a full-time job. So I was working at this, I got a job at this truck delivery company on the, you imagine me, on the uh, north side of Minneapolis, United Van Bus. And you would charge the tickets you, you know how much what did they deliver what did, you know you'd r- just write it out and mm-hmm. then they'd bill it you were mm-hmm. in charge of documentation yeah and there was another guy there that had been there forever and he kind of showed me what to do and i had two problems a i wasn't real good at it and b i could have cared less so I, <laughs> but, but wait so your your two problems were accuracy and determination determination <laughs> i i said you know and i love the newspaper i love being at the newspaper but that was Two nights a week, right? Sure. That's not going to support. So then I, I, they brought in this young guy named Dale as their accountant. And Dale was quite the character and also very generous when it came to buying beer and other liquids. And if you went out to dinner. Nice guy. You know, picked up the tab. Pick up the tab. Hell of a guy. And I can't remember. I might have been there see, five months, six months. All of a sudden, I get called in, and they're gonna, and it's it's a very grim place, and they start questioning me about Dale, and what I knew about Dale. Sure. And uh, it turned out Dale was embezzling. Oh. He was an accountant. Okay. And, Whoops. And even though, I mean, they didn't have to fire me because I was knew the embezzler. That apparently was the motivation, but incompetence was also, also could have they could have used that excuse too, uh, you know, bad attitude uh, and bad work habits, and also I'd some nights when things were really hectic and they had to get the expenses out, I'd have to leave because I was working a shift at the Tribune and they didn't like that either. So anyway, what happened was uh, I. Got fired there. My old—I don't know what happened to my old pal Dale, uh, but he was a young guy. He was just 
He he had a good career of embezzling ahead of him. He was a right, young he was fella. just getting started. I think he took off. I don't think they they were trying to they that's actually what they wanted me to know if if I knew where Dale was. Oh, you were going to be the rat hiding in my closet <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, so, they, they anyway, I got fired then. That that's the last time I got fired. I can't tell you how much money I would pay if there was video of you working the dock. <laughs> no, no, I was just putting the, the prices on there. I wasn't working oh, the dock. Oh, okay, so you're on no, picture you going, no. hey, buddy. Oh, uh, God, no, no, no. <laughs> no, God, no. Loading dock seven. Me with you're... the forklift? <laughs> there would have been deaths. There would have been deaths, cripples all over the place. People would have been missing legs. Where do legs. I take this pallet of propane fuel? Yeah, it was, uh, no, that was, but. Then I increased, they were looking for more help at the Tribune, so I increased my oh, there workload go. there. It was the greatest firing in my life. See? Yeah. It all happened it for all a good right, reason. It all worked out. So, you know, I owe this to this whole career. Dale. Dale. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. Thank you for getting me fired. I appreciate it, great. Dale, when I look back at my, the people I owe. Damn it, we should have thought. You people know what? I owe. Th- Dale what? should have been the sports person of the day. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Damn it. Maybe at the end of September seventh, uh, it will be Dale. Dale could be. Can't remember his last name, but God, he was a generous fellow. <laughs> we'll be back. Now on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaint. Here is Manny Hill. This will be the greatest daily complaint ever in you the history of the Rivals. Was that your complaint? No. <laughs> it could be one of them. Uh, no, my daily complaint is with uh, Chris. Is it Bodie or Boat? The kid who hit the walk off last night uh, for the Cubs. Uh, Boat. I, I think, think it's, it's Boat. David, isn't it? Isn't or B- David Boat. Yeah. Bo- sorry. David Boat. Yeah. Yeah. The bat flip. He apologized yeah, today well, he, he for the bat flip. He didn't as high as the lights, but that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? I'm sure Madden must have made him do it, huh? Oh, it's just who yeah. cares? It was just—it yeah, was, wasn't even it, like a—it was an unbelievable moment, though, in Wrigley Field. But it, just, yeah. it, it eliminated the Nats. They're done now. They were Pretty probably much. done, but they're done. There's but, no way you can come but back from David, that. David, why are you apologizing? It wasn't even that right. drastic of a bat flip. Like, two why are you outs, apologizing for two it? Two outs, two strikes, three runs ahead, and you get beat. On a walk-off grand slam, and you pulled yeah. your ace with 108 pitches, mm-hmm. right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Dave Martinez is not going to last as long as Matt Williams. Though. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> no. uh, my daily complaint involves uh, former 1500 ESPN employee Dave Harrigan, who had a great tweet, and I've got an official sign for it. He's he tweeted out. Just struck me this morning that I've joined Fun, Dubay, and Chris Reavers in the Couldn't Survive 1500 ESPN Judd Club. <laughs> <laughs> Truly an honor, and it's good to finally be. When's the next meeting? And I've got the banner right here, Patrick, that I'm Judd going to tweet out. Fun, that's good. I'm going yeah, to tweet out this banner too. ad. I asked if I could be in the club. You're I in. been on yes. Saturday Sports Talk. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, now look at, you know, until I hooked up with him, things were going great. See? Weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, What's your uh, daily complaint, sir? Oh, you know, you'd think it would be something about happening around here, but I am so disgusted with ESPN, the TV network, that that overshadows everything. Why? What they this do? This week, three Duke basketball games being played in Canada and Little League Baseball. The two things I hate the most <laughs> in all of sports television <laughs> The Dukies, as I said, the Dukies are up in Canada because Canadian 
uh, baseball, I mean, Canadian basketball was worried that they're losing all the floppers to, to hockey, <laughs> and they wanted to get some of the floppers interested yes. in basketball. <laughs> and Little League Baseball, why are these Little League Baseball players so fat? That's what I want to know. It's bad, you know. You can't have the Little League World Series and have some kid falling out of his uni. Uh, these fat kids, they play awful baseball. We got to look at their parents in the stands being so nervous. I hate Little League baseball. I Those love baseball. kids are too nervous. Uh, yes, that's right. No more fatties in Little League baseball. God. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.